Have you been failing at relationships you once thought you would love forever? Are you finally ready to realize that soulmate hunting is at best a weak strategy? Then with three daily practices for the three root causes of failure, you can now take charge and build a relationship of your dreams instead of hoping and praying that one day your dreams may come true. Only with you in charge can you feel safe to open up and love again. Then you'll never have to worry that your X's and O's will ever again become X's and woes. Now here's your host, Cheryl Herbst, the world's simplest relationship strategist. Hello everyone, I'm Cheryl Herbst, your host. And in today's episode, I'm going to take a little break from teaching. And instead, I'm going to answer an important question that one of you, my listeners, submitted. It's actually a question about me. So I want to thank you, Joanne S. from L.A., for your question. Joanne wants to know a little more about the heartache that I mentioned in Episode 1. She says it would help her to get to know me a little better. And as you all know, if you've been following this show... I've been so eager to share with you how you can empower yourself that I completely lost sight of the fact that you might actually want to know, who is this person telling you all this stuff? So for that, I apologize and acknowledge that it really is a very good request. I also want you to know that I really enjoy hearing from you, my EXO listeners. So if you would like to share your EXO stories or ask an EXO question, please send it to podcast at afraid to love again.com. But be sure to let me know if you approve sharing your name, just like Joanne did. I promise that I'll always respect your privacy. So welcome to today's episode, and thank you for tuning in to X's and O's, not X's and O's. If you keep coming back for more, it means that you are ready, ready to realize that soulmate hunting is a weak strategy at its very best. If you want a soulmate, then I say, go create one. And stop wasting time hoping and praying that one day your dreams might actually, maybe, come true. Why do I think that this is possible? Well, after one last excruciating heartache that just left me emotionally paralyzed for well over, I'd say, a year, I determined that it's time. Time to find an answer to relationship failure that actually works. And you know what I found? It's not rocket science. Not at all. Anyone can stop being a victim to blundering through their relationships and take charge and build a relationship of their dreams. It's possible that you can create success by merely grasping what you are doing that's eroding your love life. I did it, and I'm no rocket scientist. And I know that what I discovered is simple enough that anyone can make it work who effectively puts it into practice. And the best part is that when you put the controls in your hands, then your risk of failure is completely minimized. And that's how you empower yourself to rediscover trust. What was tough for me, though, in the beginning was swallowing my ego and being willing to swallow that I had more control than I wanted to realize. It just seemed so natural to just blame and shame my partner. But while I was doing just that, a light entered my heart, and for the first time, I saw just how seductive this blame and shame game was. Eventually, 
I realized it was merely my way of attempting to protect myself from feeling low and lousy about failing one more time. But hiding from my own failure or falling into self-pity was never going to get me the results I needed to live within a happy and fulfilling relationship. Nor was sticking my heart in the freezer so I could avoid ever suffering such agonizing pain again. I thought about that for a while, too. Such strategies were only acknowledging to me what a victim I was, how little control I had. And I sure as heck didn't want to remain a victim for the rest of my life. So, like you, I know how scary or how lonely or how disappointing relationships can be. I know how paralyzing the heartache of failure can be. You're not alone. I've been there in your shoes. As a child, I was pretty lonely and very unhappy, living with parents who just never seemed to get me. In my preteen years, I spent a lot of my time in my room, alone, isolated, feeling apart, unable to communicate in a way that made me feel like I was actually a part of the family. In my high school years, I would gain a few friends and then lose them as they moved out of my transient hometown of Las Vegas, which is where I grew up. In my dating years, my relationships would start out all excited and then, eventually, erode into apathy or sometimes even anger. I failed at keeping the romance glowing one after the other after the other. It was when I got to my working years that things really got bad. One day, after one more disappointing relationship breakup, I was sitting in my car in the parking garage of my job and I was incapable of turning the faucet of tears off. I had finally just had it. I was breaking down. I was out of control. The tears were so uncontrollable, I had to call my boss, the CFO, and I had to tell him that I was stuck in my car, unable to get to my desk. I was an executive manager, a senior vice president, so can you imagine how embarrassing that was to admit I couldn't even manage myself? That particular heartache went on for almost two years. Thank God I had the goodwill I did at my job, because there was many a day I was too paralyzed with grief to even function. I could sit for hours and just stare at this one particular picture on the wall. The picture was of a man in a suit in an alleyway that was strewn with thrown away objects. Coming from the top of the canvas, there was this rope. You know, kind of like the one you see dangling in a gym. And this man was looking up at it. Along the alleyway behind him was a brick building with a pitch black archway. What I would do is sit in this chair, staring at that rope and staring at that dark archway, pondering whether I would choose to go up the rope or into the darkness. On many occasions, I would break down and tearfully cry. There's no way that I belong here. How can I go on being a victim in a world of relationships that I have no control over? This pain was so excruciating that at one point, I was even able to convince my best friend that if I got my affairs in order, I could pick an exit date. Can you imagine your best friend feeling so sorry for you? that they would actually be willing to help you end your misery? So now, 
I know that you must be wondering how I survived that dark period. Well, I was reading a book a friend gave me called A Course in Miracles. It's a book channeled by a higher source, and its content explains this life that we are living, why it is the way it is, and how it works. Anyway, what is important is the passage that I read at the time. that goes something like, You can't leave this life through death. You can only leave it through truth. Now, from the paradigm that this book teaches, this makes perfectly good sense. And I don't want to get into that, just to say that what it meant for me in that moment of distress was, was that I could either learn my lesson or I could come back and do it again. Oh my God, come back and do it again? That was an explosion in my head. That was like the last thing I wanted to put myself through again. So you can imagine That was truly a critical turning point for me. It really pushed me to focus on gaining a valuable lesson or quality for my pain versus giving into the pain and just ending it. Although I survived that traumatic time, doing so was like climb my way up a 45-degree mountain to feel better. But I was determined that over time I was going to find a way to feel better and take charge When I did come out on the other side of my despair, it was quite clear to me that hoping to stumble across a perfect match was not a workable strategy. This old handed-down fairy tale, which is quite common to women, by the way, well, anyway, it had to end. Not only for me, but for everyone if we were ever going to bring peaceful unity to the planet. And that's why I determined to find an answer an answer that would solve relationship failure once and for all. And what about you? How many more soulmate discoveries are you willing to try out before you get wise to the fact that this tale is just the Prince Charming story in a new wrapper? Together, let's stop this age-old looping by letting go of that old idea handed down to you by the media. Don't you realize it's just a moneymaker to them? But it's you who pays the price, isn't it? If you can be open to letting go of this charming story that works for practically no one, then I'm willing to gift my research to you. Why? Because I know that when the world all around me is happier, that impacts my personal happiness in a happier way also. So it's really important to me that you get happy and live the life you truly want. And if you want some help with that, I'm here for you. I want to make the world a better place, a more peaceful place for both you and me to live in. And we all do that together by making our individual lives happier. Let me help you do that. That's the whole reason I am choosing to put the effort and time into doing this podcast. It excites me to solve such a critically important problem, especially with simplicity and efficiency. So let's stop and make another choice for a strategy that works for anyone. And let's keep it simple by getting down to the root causes. Progress accelerates as we clean up and nourish the soil that relationship woes grow in. So how many more years do you have to waste trying out one soulmate after another? Or do you really want to give up, shut down, and put your heart in the freezer? Why not take matters into your own hands instead? and start creating relationships that fulfill you. Perhaps you just didn't know that you could. 
Well, once again, that's all the time we have for today. I'm a little shy, so sharing myself so openly feels just a little odd to me. But if it helps you understand who is teaching you a better strategy, I'm willing to put my shyness aside. I've already solved the problem for me, and it has rocked my world. It's your life that matters now. And if you would like to get this better strategy in your hands now, you can go to my website, afraidtoloveagain.com, and download a free PDF copy of my book, How to Keep Your Exes and O's from Becoming Exes and Woes. My book goes into the details of what to do and how to do it, not only for getting your needs met, but also for love dying and for melting fighting into curiosity and compassion. These are the three root causes of relationship failure and can be fixed with my simple strategy. So if you're ready to jump back into a fulfilling love life and stop holding back in fear, click on the link in the show notes and get the information you need to create a successful love relationship now. And if you want to ask a question or share your exits and woes with me, drop me an email at podcast at afraidtoloveagain.com. Thank you for listening, and be sure and come back next week for another interesting discussion on keeping your exits and woes from ever becoming exits and woes again. Bye for now. We thank you for tuning in to Exes and O's, not Exes and Woes. We know you have many options, so we promise this podcast series to be a good investment in you. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe. We're also eager to hear how well you liked it, so please rate and review us on whichever channel you use. Remember, the goal is for you to feel safe so you can open up to love again and know that you can keep it glowing for decades to come. It is possible and you can do it. You're not alone. So let's do this thing and do it together. We'll see you next time.